We have a trade, Jeffrey Okuda, going from the Detroit Lions to the Atlanta Falcons, former top NFL draft pick, Odell Beckham landing with the Ravens. What does that mean for Lamar and Jeffrey Simmons' extension? Are the Titans maybe gearing up to move up in the NFL draft? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Those Twitter handles are the place to drop those mailbag questions for our midweek, maybe even a Twitter Thursday this week. We'll see how things go. Mailbag segments on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show or drop a comment on the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube page. Uh, with your mailbag question make sure you're subscribed up there hit the notification the thumbs up and all that we appreciate you for it matt taking a look here at uh the landscape of the nfl i actually want to start with the tennessee titans i think this is really interesting. they have re-upped jeffrey simmons and th- there was thoughts with the you know the way things had gone this offseason new gm that maybe they were in a complete rebuild but they they re-upped a guy that that is a big piece. And if you're going to be rebuilding, you got to decide, okay, do we send off star players like Jeffrey Simmons or do we build around him? And they're telling us that they're building around Jeffrey Simmons. And I wonder if maybe they think they're going to have a, uh, a retool more than a rebuild there and, and maybe hold on to Derek Henry at running back and, and see what they can do with veteran quarterback, Ryan Tannehill for one more go or maybe are they moving up in the draft and, and they're going to hand things over to a rookie. But on the Simmons side of things, four years, $94 million, uh, that's about $23.5 million per year for Jeffrey Simmons, which, to be honest with you, with some of the money we're going to see maybe this offseason with some more contracts, that's actually not a bad deal for the Titans to to lock up a, a superstar defensive tackle and, and one of the best in the NFL in Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, that, that's the way I look at it is – I think this is going to be a bad football team. I think they're going to rebuild this year. I, I think that it's, they're going to suffer through a season or two and not tank, but rebuild. New GM, of course. But let's talk the tackles, you know, in, in kind of a, their own nutshell here. Is It's not a very good defensive tackle draft. You know, Jalen Carter stands alone and he has his share of questions and only one team can draft them. Um, and we saw defensive tackles get paid handsomely in free agency this year. I mean, I expected receivers and some of these other positions to get more than they did, but D tackles basically broke the bank, starting with your boy Javon Hargrave and his jiggle in the, in the backside. Um, so D tackles are becoming a premium position more and more. And I think the reasoning is if people don't realize that the defenses have really swayed towards more zone, more too high safety, less blitzing. So you're asking your D tackles to stop the run with fewer people in the box, you know, less stacked box because you have too high. And you're asking your D tackles to rush the passer without blitz help. So they are, their jobs are harder than ever, you know, and so they are getting paid accordingly. And if we were drafting right now, what defensive tackle do you want for starting now the rest of their career? Simmons would certainly be a top five pick for me, maybe even one. I mean, like right at the top of the list. 
So I think you have to keep that guy. It just sends way, way, way too much of the wrong message to move on from him, even while you do have some tough times. And the other thing is, if you look at that defensive tackle class, Dexter Lawrence, Wilkins, Quinn and Williams, all those guys are going to be up as well. So I would rather be the team that signs the defensive tackle first than second, third, fourth, you know, because those guys are going to say, give me Jeffrey Simmons plus a dollar. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. If Simmons signs this in the summer instead of right now, he's at least making a little bit more, most likely. Right. So uh, I love it for the Titans. I love that they're not in complete tank mode. Uh, the question here, though, Matt, is should the Titans be moving up, which is one of the rumors surrounding the Tennessee Titans right now that they're maybe making some calls and potentially going up as high as number three to go target their next quarterback. And then a report from Schefter that the Arizona Cardinals, who have the third pick in the draft, and a lot of people looking at those first couple picks thinking it's going to go quarterback, quarterback at the top. That's not how it went for me. Check out yesterday's mock draft. Episode, that was good. Way, for the Peacock mock. Um, and which would make it actually even more valuable for the third pick if it's only one quarterback that goes in the top two. But we're talking, okay, you're giving up 11 because the, the Titans are picking at 11. You'd be giving up 11 next year's first, 2025 20, first round pick, and probably like a third round pick in there too. Like that that would be the cost going up that high for a quarterback. That's what we've seen with, with recent trades going back the last, you know, whatever – however many years that we've seen a lot of trades with teams going into the, the top three for a quarterback. And the report from Schefter that the Arizona Cardinals have heard from as many as six teams calling up. So what do you think, Matt? Is the Titans one of those teams? And again, it's lying season. If I had to guess who sent that report to Schefter, it's probably the Cardinals that, that are like, oh yeah, everybody's calling us about coming up to number three. So uh, we, we got to see if that passes the BS test with lying season as well with the Cardinals report of, having heard from six teams and is one of those, the Tennessee Titans. I can absolutely see it. Now, no one, you know, Vrabel and company and new GM and, and the ownership is not calling to get Matt Williamson's opinion. But to me, I think it would be a big mistake for the Titans to mortgage the future, to move up this year, because if I'm them, I would handle the rest of their off season in this manner. You have Simmons locked up. The defense isn't in bad shape. You know, they made some pickups like Arden Key and Al Shahir that I like, and uh, they drafted some corners. And I think the defense is in decent shape. Side note, I wonder what Kevin Byard's thinking. Like, hey, you just came to me saying you want me to pick a pay cut, and you just gave Simmons all this money. So I would entertain trades for Byard. He's noticeably older than Simmons. He came to the league three or four years before. And I would entertain trades for Derrick Henry for future picks as well. But I think this offense is just so far away that throwing a rookie quarterback, Levis, Richardson, whoever, behind an offensive line right now that from left to right looks like Andre Dillard, Daniel Brunskill, Aaron Brewer, Dylan Redunce, and Nicholas Petit-Friere. I mean, I'm just looking at the Our Lads guide here. You know, And that line has to be one of the worst in the league. And you're throwing to my boy Chig, who I like, but then Traylon Burks, who I like, and then Westbrook Akine, Kyle Phillips. You know, like, there's just nothing in place for a quarterback. And Tannehill's a huge contract this year, but then you're out from it. I mean, I think you suffer through this season, maybe even play Willis, who looked way, way, way over his head. And maybe you end up with a top three pick next year, top two pick, and get one of these stud quarterbacks coming out. I would build the infrastructure. I always call it the nest. 
build a nice nest to to set a little baby bird quarterback in a year from now, not this year because the nest is on fire right now. And as, as we've seen with drafts in the past, everyone's hyped up and mock drafts have quarterbacks going high and then someone slips. And if you're the yeah, yeah. Titans, sit there at 11, if, if a quarterback you can't pass drops to you at 11, then make that selection or mm-hmm. if you have a little bit up to go up a couple picks or something like that. that I'm not going sense. to three though. Going to three trading all that doesn't make any sense because you're probably going to be a bad team. And if you end up with a top five pick next year, you probably have a chance at a better quarterback anyway. Right. And then you've given up all these picks and someone else is going to go get that great quarterback that you could have had. And uh, and you lose out on all those picks to build what this roster needs, which is a whole lot more talent and, 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 you know, just from the bottom up. And I love that they're bringing back Simmons. He's young enough to be part of the next really good Titans team, but they might have to take a little step back before they can take that step forward. And and Mm so trading up to three does not make sense at all. Now, could they have called if we're if we're talking about lying season? Could they have called? You're you're getting your ducks in a row because you don't know. Maybe the Cardinals don't end up with the third pick. Maybe they trade back once and then they're picking at six at pick six. Then you trade up, right? Or they move back to eight and then you trade up. So mm-hmm. that there's there's other possibilities. You're just talking to teams and you're you're preparing. So as far as preparation goes, thirty one teams could call the Cardinals, right? But oh, right. If if what we're believing about this report, which again, in my opinion, probably put out there by the Cardinals to add value to that selection, because it be, it behooves them to move back, because they're in kind of a similar situation, except for they kind of have their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Titans are where they need to you know build a whole bunch of their roster, so moving back might be smarter than moving up for both those teams. Um, then it would make sense for the Cardinals to put that out there, and if they've heard from anybody, whether it was for a quarterback or trade up or not leak that report out there so that oh, that's yeah what I everybody think. wants to pick yeah and this right. in, it, where we are pre-draft when you hear a report like that okay who benefits from this getting out there well the cardinals are the only cardinals. team so they're, they're probably the ones that put that out there yeah. but there's a number of teams like if we put together let's do that next matt we'll put together the list of teams if there's only if there's exactly six teams that have called the cardinals mm-hmm. about trading up in the draft if we're believing this report 100 percent what six teams is it? And I think we need to come up with five more because I think the Titans probably would be one just to just to check in on what that would cost. And then Odell Beckham to the Ravens. Does that mean Lamar Jackson is coming back? Lamar playing a little GM, LeBron James style maybe with, with the Ravens. Is that what this whole thing has been about? And then a former top pick, cornerback Jeffrey Akuda has been traded from the Lions to the Falcons. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays. Oh, yeah, just the sound of the crack of the bat is back. It's spring, and there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and whatever that first bet is up to $1,000, you can get bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So don't miss out on your chance for that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today and bet on Major League Baseball all summer long. You've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs coming. Of course, NFL draft props, NFL draft futures, future MVPs, who's going to win the Super Bowl. We got win totals as well at FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Okay, really quick. Six teams, Matt, that have called the Arizona Cardinals. You have to you have to nail it. You have to bet on which six teams it is. Who do you think those six teams are? So obviously, as you mentioned, calling's a lot different than saying we're interested. I mean, doing your due diligence as a GM to make that call is almost malpractice if you don't. You right. know what and I mean? It's like it, like uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs scouting quarterbacks. Right. They're right. not going to draft a first-round quarterback, but they need to scout these players. They need to do due diligence. They have to set up a draft board, and who knows, maybe they'll sign Hendon Hooker in three years as a free agent. And you're playing against quarterbacks too. You know, right. like yeah. you get to start your scouting reports on these guys now. You know, not to mention, you know, like your Niners signed Sam Darnold. Oh, well, he totally busted out, but we liked him back when. We'll take a chance yeah. on him. You know, you know, that, whatever. That's, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why he's on the roster because they liked him before the draft when they were right. scouting quarterbacks because they thought they were going to be in the quarterback market before they traded for Jimmy G. Yep, yep, makes total sense. So. I think I'm sitting here looking at the draft order because I think you have to kind of pick sort of close to three. I mean, Arizona is not going to make a deal with the Rams, you know, that doesn't have a first round pick or the Browns, you know. So I think the Colts are a slam dunk. I, you know? I kind of disagree. I think that if you are, and I think that's part of why you put this out there if you're the Cardinals, because you're probably trying to get one of those teams that's closer to call you, mm-hmm. but you might actually be getting calls from, Minnesota at 23. They were going to be on my list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So they are yeah. on your list. Okay. But like teams don't, oh, well, the Rams, round pick are. Rams don't yeah. even have personal pick. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think the Colts, hey, can we give you a third just to flop? Okay. And then you steal calls from the Vikings again at four or whatever. You know, I mean, so I think that if, if I was to guess what the end game is here, the Cardinals are trying to squeeze everything out of they can Colts. from the Colts to get up one spot. The Cardinals can still get their guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by using that leverage of, Hey, someone else is going to jump you Colts. You got to come up and give us something for one pick, which is just free draft picks for you. If you're the Cardinals. Yes. I, that would be ideal. You know, if I can get to four and pick up a third, great. You know, I mean, I'm happy as could be. I don't think Seattle or Detroit would be in that market, even though they have fifth and sixth pick respectively and another first, I just think that if a quarterback falls to those teams, you consider it. I don't think you actively go to three. I totally agree. You sit back, let the draft come to you. If maybe that quarterback is there, you make the pick. Yes. I think the Raiders probably are on the list of we called. Okay. So we got Titans, Colts, Raiders. Colts, Titans, Raiders. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go no on Atlanta. And that's just a hunch. I think it's a Ritter year and, you know, infrastructure and think about it a year from now. Titans. Stealing a page from you yesterday, maybe the Texans call, but don't offer two. They offer 12. Yes. And so that's and, and that really plays into the scenario that we're talking about here. So my mock draft, uh, just a little teaser here at the top. Mm-hmm. I did not have the Texans drafting a quarterback at two. So if you're the Texans, you have a lot of control here. And I've seen a lot of people talk about this. Um, you know, this call of teams going up to number three, potentially with the Cardinals, and nobody mentions the Texans. I think the Texans absolutely have to play it through all the scenarios here. And could yeah. the Texans really play both ends of this thing, being in a powerful position with pick two and pick 12? Because by picking that best non-quarterback at two, you make the Cardinals pick less valuable for yourself to move back up later. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. No, I hear you. So this is totally unrelated. Well, not totally unrelated, but it's a little bit of a curveball. And trust me, I don't like doing this, but the North Carolina and USC quarterbacks, everyone that's watched them is like, these are first picks in the draft all day long, especially the dude from USC. If I'm Houston, 
I'm not saying I'm tanking this year, but there's three or four teams, and maybe even the Titans are in this realm. All you know, back to our original conversation. Maybe Vrabel's too good a coach to be the first overall pick, but Houston could easily be set themselves up to be in the market for the first two picks again next year, and probably get a better dude than what they're looking at now. You know, and I mean, utilize their picks now to build that nest, and who knows, maybe even yeah. move back from from twelve. Right, 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 right. You pick you your know, best player who's not a quarterback at two, see what happens at 12, maybe even go back, give yourself a ton of, you know, build that nest for your next quarterback, whoever that is, and uh, maybe you get that better quarterback next year. Now, you never know. Maybe you end up with the third pick and the first two teams need quarterbacks, and there's only two great quarterbacks, and you can't get there. It's so it's a little bit of a risk, especially if you have an opportunity to get a guy you really like this year. But I like, Marvin Harrison I like it for whatever, the Texans you know? to not be forced into quarterback if they don't truly, truly, truly believe in a guy. Yeah. Or, or now that you have two first-round picks, you take Will Anderson and you make sure you have a future pick next year. You know, so you can well, – And they already have Cleveland's – sorry, they already have – They already do, right. Yeah, and they could so, even add a third if they want, just to really be like, we're going wherever we want next year. Yeah, we have the more firepower than anyone. And in the meantime, we built somewhat of a D-line and got a running game going with Pierce and we built somewhat of a nest. I mean, I, I could see that being a viable option. Where like the Vikings, I could see them calling the Cardinals. They're on my list, but they can't be bad enough to be like, well, maybe we'll end up in the top five next year. Like that's almost too inconceivable to me. Did we come up with our six teams then? Uh, I didn't quite get the six, but I was going to throw out Tampa and Washington. Okay. So that's even up to seven if you're talking Minnesota as well. So, but I do believe that, yeah, Washington, Tampa, those teams that are on the outside looking in, making those calls. And, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, I think it would be more like the Justin Fields trade where they go up to a, get a sliding quarterback in front of, say, 11 and 12. Then coming all the way up to number three, but you're calling all those teams just to see what everything's going to cost. And you're talking to the Cardinals because the Cardinals could absolutely be a team that moves back twice. I agree. I agree. Good call. So that's interesting. Yeah. Texans are really interesting. Oh, they are. They're, they're a fun team because the new regime, how could they, there's so many different ways to skin the cat Mm -hmm. for them and and build this roster. So they're a fascinating team with two picks in the top 12 and I can't wait to see what happens there. I had really fun, a fun time doing my mock draft and putting my, my Texas GM cap on. They might actually have job security too, which is noteworthy. Right. They yeah, find someone every year, right? And, and I kind of like the direction things are going. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, Jeffrey Okuda going from the Detroit Lions, uh, former top pick, not very long ago. One of the stark things to me that you really realize with with draft picks is as soon as you spend, like draft picks are are valuable, right? And they're just mm-hmm. currency. And then you spend the draft pick. Now you have a player attached to that, and. In two or three years, two or three short years after drafting a first-round player, they're either worth just about everything or just about nothing. It's wild how that happens, right? And you see these players that the teams aren't planning to pick up their fifth-year option. And after three years, and Jeffrey Okuda, who was a top pick, is now traded for a fifth-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons. So I see it from a a Falcons perspective. You know, to me, it's just... You know, I think you gave them Van Ness yesterday. Just give me any defensive player I can. You know what right. I mean? And, give me, let's try to build something on defense. Do, and, and some people said, oh, there's no way they draft Van Ness. That's a reach. They're going to take Christian Gonzalez, the best corner there. Does this change draft plans for either Detroit or Atlanta? Is Atlanta signaling they're probably not going to take a corner at eight? And is Detroit signaling, yeah, they're probably going to take a corner with either uh, six or 18? I think much more so of an indicator that the Lions will. Because 
you're renting Akuda for a year. I mean, it's a fifth round pick. He's way more talented than the fifth round pick. You look at it like new surroundings, new scheme. Maybe, maybe, yeah, scheme right, right. Ever good for for Okuda in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we can get more out of this guy. We could talk extension during the year and keep him or fifth round pick. So what? You're on your way, and he'll sign somewhere else, and he'll help your comp game a year from now anyway. Because he is a fifth year option guy. No one's going to pick up his fifth year option. So he will become a free agent after this year. But I do think the Lions are probably looking at this draft going. We love Gonzalez and Witherspoon, even though we signed two corners, and we won. What, we we got to now have a spot for one of those guys on the outside where Akuda was. Picked up a fifth round pick in the process. I'm I'm in. You know, I, I think they will draft a corner now. Next, Matt Odell Beckham signs a, a pretty pretty rich contract on a one year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. What does that mean for Baltimore? What does it mean for Lamar Jackson? Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Ultimate GM. Ultimate Football GM is a super fun and challenging football game mobile app, and you have an opportunity to act as GM and build yourself the next dynasty. If you ever thought you'd make a good GM, which I have, which many listeners of this podcast, we talk a lot about team building. You probably have that inside you, right? Uh, You have your opportunity to play through multiple seasons and build that historic Dynasty with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring and firing the right coaches and coordinators. Play the exact scheme you want, build the team around that scheme, managing all finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, of course, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline, play on the go as you want to, and when you want to. And the best part, Locked On listeners will get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On, so make sure you check it out today. Download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Odell, 15 mil guaranteed, Matt. And three more million dollars of incentives to potentially get Odell Beckham Jr. up to $18 million with the Baltimore Ravens. What are your thoughts on the fit? Odell with the Ravens. And then, of course, this all ties into who their quarterback is going to be. I think $15 million guaranteed is bonkers, is bananas for this player, to be very honest with you. Whoever his agent did, did a tremendous job and navigated these waters extremely well. Now, the Ravens. I think are going to actually throw the football to wide receivers and maybe even running backs going forward. You know, Todd Monken, Monken was with Odell in Cleveland. If people don't know for a year, that was his best year with the Browns Odell. Um, I thought Odell played very well for the Rams last we saw him, especially in the playoffs and before his injury. So I don't think he's washed by any means. Um, He also is coming off an ACL, which is his second ACL. And, but it was two Super Bowls ago, so I assume he's fine. But his well over twelve months from that yeah. injury, and he'll be eighteen months out, which is when yeah. you're supposed to be really, really, truly one hundred percent from an injury like an ACL once the season starts. But his durability scares the heck out of me, to be very honest. I mean, he's only played a full season twice in his career and has missed a lot of time, especially since he left the Giants. So the durability really worries me. Now the Ravens have a great track record, though. Derek Mason, Bolden, 
Steve Smith, you know, even brought in guys like Des Bryant and Michael Crabtree. Like they go get, I don't want to say it's an old folks home for wide receivers, but kind of, but they've gotten a lot out of some of those dudes. Sammy Watkins had a little run there. I think Sean Jackson of recent, you know, like they go get these dudes that have been to a lot of pro bowls and some of them, they get a lot out of, you know, Mason Bolden, Smith, those type of dudes. And they absolutely need a veteran guy. I like Bateman, but all of a sudden Andrews, Bateman, Aguilar, Odell, and maybe a first or second round pick at the wide receiver position is probably the best group of receivers Lamar's ever had. Right. And you got to, I did move away from wide receiver for them in my mock Mm -hmm. draft. They could still go wide receiver in the first round that, you know, these veteran maneuvers are short-term maneuvers. They still have to draft a few more guys there, but it makes them feel a lot better this year. So uh, as soon as that deal happened, there was an Instagram post from Lamar Jackson that showed him FaceTiming with Odell Beckham. Matt, my conspiracy theory in all this was Lamar Jackson, not so much trying to get traded out of Baltimore, this was him using his leverage of not having a contract and contract negotiations to play GM a little bit, pulling a little some games, right. right? And I think Odell Beckham owes Lamar Jackson a steak dinner because I think a lot of that right, right. million dollars guaranteed was because Lamar Jackson's like, go get me Odell Beckham before I sign my contract. Yeah. And I meant to say that when I was on my rant before the 15 millions is bananas to me. But if it gets my quarterback happy and signed to a two, three year deal, whatever the heck it is, well, it's it, it all attributes to that. And Lamar comes in smiling and we're a playoff team again. And maybe even like Jarvis Landry ends up there again, too. I mean, the LSU connection or something like that, you know, just to make things even a little bit nicer. So I, I think Lamar, I feel much stronger now that Lamar will be a Raven than I did a week ago. And it starts to, you know, as long as guys are healthy. Uh, and there's some injury concerns there with those wide Big receivers, time. but you start to look at at how that offense is put together. If Lamar does come back, whether he signs the tender or signs a long-term extension and you've got Odell with, and I still think, you know, a young potential star-ish wide receiver in Rashad Bateman. And then mm-hmm. the number like three is Aguilar. And, and now it starts to look like a, you know, an NFL passing game with Tom Buck and right. a really interesting team. If, if Lamar does come back and, and we'll see what that angle was from Lamar Jackson. And, you know, if like many other players, his, uh, his asking for a trade was more of a negotiating tactic with the team he wanted to stay with where he was more so than, than going somewhere else. And we'll see on draft day, if things do get serious with potentially Lamar going elsewhere. But I think more than more than in the last month, for sure, I feel more strong after the Odell Beckham move that Lamar's staying put in Baltimore. And we're seeing this more and more with star quarterbacks. And frankly, I have no qualms with it, to be honest with you. It's, you know, I know I know some old, old fans. You can't let the, you know, the, the, the players roll to the roost. But you think Alan Lazard's a jet right now because you know, he was the best guy for the job? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, no, so exactly. I, that and doesn't bother me. No fault to the players for using whatever leverage they want for their own ends and and however they want things to go. I will say though, players have done historically. I mean, we're talking NBA, we're talking NFL have historically done a pretty horrible job of putting together teams acting as GMs, (laughs) right? Better plays. The other part of it is, Oh God, whatever. We'll sign this one guy for you, but you know, who knows? Maybe Odell plays three games and is hurt again. It's like, yeah, see, we had yeah. a better plan, but you're back. So whatever, here's this, here's this toy for you and we'll make you happy. And then we'll continue building the rest of the team, but you got your one guy. Yeah. And you mentioned the injury. I mentioned the injury. I have a little bit of a problem with the Ravens though. I mean, think about their offense in terms of durability. 
Edwards, Dobbins, Bateman, Odell, Stanley, like Lamar, Lamar, and, and of course Lamar. Yeah, I mean like, the majority of their offense durability is not their strength. No. With Lamar Odell, if we go down that path, mm-hmm. because without Lamar and previously with, with, and I don't know how much Odell moves this for you, but you know, previously it was like, okay, the Ravens could potentially be the worst team in the division, a fourth place team. Yeah. Yeah. But now I thought they were minus Lamar. And if it goes, but are they number one? Is it, is it that stark where it goes from four to one for you? If Lamar not over the Bengals. Okay. I think Cincinnati's superior. They still some needs, though. I mean, I would not be done at receiver. I would not be done at edge rusher and corner. But you have draft picks now, and, you know, the, right. you can get some dudes. Probably second. I and, mean, it's, and some things have to go well for you injury-wise. But if, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, if you looked ahead and said, hey, things went great for him injury-wise, that's a, that's a, They'll be in the hunt. Yeah, right. Football team. Yeah. It's a tough, tough division, brutal conference. But they can hang, and they got a great coach and stable organization. So, yeah, I, I think they're – in the hunt, I would probably pick them today as a wild card team. Love it. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Um, very interesting angles in this. And that's why that's why I do this, Matt. The 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 team building of the NFL. It it captured me in my youth, and it's just so fascinating. All the different moving parts, and it's so much different and so much better, I think. Uh, in the offseason than any other sport, whether it's NBA, whether yeah. it's Major League Baseball, when you have college players that are so close to playing in the NFL and um, and it's college is basically your minor league. Like imagine if every year minor league baseball wasn't affiliated to teams and you could go draft players from minor Take league baseball. They could right, go right. from AAA right into your major league lineup. Like that's what we see in the NFL. And then when you see with the dollars and the salary cap and how teams move around and you're not just building a five-man starting lineup like the NBA, you're building 22 starters plus special teams. And uh, I, it, the the team building aspect of the NFL is so fascinating. And in the off in the off season, there's always so many different stories. Like you know, today we had multiple stories to talk about, and so many angles with every team in the NFL on how they are going to build this thing to try to go get that Lombardi Trophy, which is uh, so difficult to attain. Yep, and I couldn't agree more. And I say this all the time: everybody loves game day. Everybody loves you know watching the games, rooting for the team, whatever. But my favorite aspect of my job in the NFL as a whole is when teams. It is lying season. But when they invest money, a draft pick, a trade, an extension is one of the only times that teams don't lie to you. And if I can think as they think, I love that aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Listen to what they do, not to what they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic stuff. If uh, your team is making moves or potentially making moves and, and you want us to to cover that or you got questions about the NFL draft or the offseason, let us know. Uh, hit us up for the midweek mailbag at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL on Twitter, or drop a comment in the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed up there. Hit the notification so you know when we have a new podcast or when we go live. And hit a thumbs up and, and tell a friend about Peacock sure. and Williamson. We got you covered every day, all off-season and in-season long. And for your second listen, check out Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. We've got Locked On NFL Draft. And remember, your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. No matter the sport, Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williams.